Have you heard about the new handicapping and betting app that is sweeping the nation? It's called First Bet, and it puts the power of AI-assisted handicapping, seamless wagering, and live HD video in the palm of your hand. Thousands of bettors have already made First Bet their way to handicap, bet, and watch more than 300 of the world's top tracks. Isn't it time for you to join them? And when you give First Bet a try today, you can cash in on a huge welcome bonus. Sign up with promo code Sport of Kings, all one word, and you will get $10 just for joining as well as a 10% rebate, up to $500 for your first 30 days. With that much free cash on the line, what do you have to lose? Get started at first.com slash bet. That's number one, st.com slash bet. And don't forget promo code Sport of Kings when you sign up. And if you already have an ExpressBet account, you're way ahead of the game. Simply log into FirstBet using your username and password, and you're off to the races. Up to 18 years or older and 21 years old in certain states to open an account with FirstBet and reside in the state where such activity is legal, void to prohibit national gambling support line 800-522-4700. Muckleshoot Casino welcomes you back with safety as our top priority. Muckleshoot Casino is your destination for more than 3,000 gaming machines. Use your player's club card to earn points for free play, meals, or cash back, and feast on a variety of delectable dining options. Muckleshoot Casino, the biggest and best in the Northwest. Visit us online to learn more about our safety measures. Time for Horse Racing Northwest from Emerald Downs. Actually, the TV room at Emerald Downs right here. Cozy in the room. Joe with the Vince Brune and our Director of Marketing and our Technician on Horse Racing Northwest, Wes Petrie. Thanks, Wes. Vince, good afternoon. Good afternoon, Joe. We're heading into week four of the 2020 meeting already. Let's do it. Yeah, it looks like... Uh, a big week upcoming at Emerald Downs, Wednesday, 2.15, and Thursday at 5 p.m., and we've got 21 races on tap over those two days. we got 21 races on tap and some excellent races that uh, we will be talking about. Some of the top horses in training in the Northwest will be in action here this week at Emerald Downs. Barkley is back Wednesday afternoon, early in the card. So you can tune in to RTN. Again, uh, go to emeralddowns.com. There's a banner at the top of our homepage. You can click on that and sign up. And it's free through the end of the month to get live streaming video. And it's HD video as well at RTN. And then, of course, if you're on one of your devices and have an ADW account, uh, you can certainly follow Emerald Downs every minute of Emerald Downs of live racing. So Barkley has done a lot at this track, Vince. Barkley has done a lot. Six career stakes wins, uh, number five all-time in earnings, or 2018 Long Acres Mile champ. Been around a while. He's only raced 18 times, Joe, 10 for 18 lifetime. And uh, this race tomorrow, as you mentioned, race two, is a prep for the Mount Rainier Stakes, which was now rescheduled for Thursday, August 13th, at six and a half furlongs. Okay. Barkley won a stake race at Emerald Downs at ages two, three, four, and five. Only one other horse in track history has done that. Yeah, and uh, was that our trivia question this week? No. Or it wasn't. Okay, then it was the great Noosa Beach, That's of right. course. Noosa Beach and Barkley, the only two that have won stakes at 
right early in their careers, extending it to five. And Barkley has won here at ages two, three, four, five, and six. He won his only start last year. Had a very minor physical issue, but Howard Belvoort uh, put him away, said, no, nah, we'll bring him back next year and we'll just do the right thing. Yep, and seen him a lot this spring and mm-hmm. summer, bouncing around the racetrack. 19 works. Wow. He's ready and has been ready for quite a while. And obviously, he'll be a big favorite tomorrow. Um, and, you know, they're looking to get him back to the mile again this year. Uh, Thursday's feature, Joe, you know, is the Philly and Mirror kind of allowance race, which is a prep for the Boeing also rescheduled, the Boeing Stakes on Thursday, August 13th. Great race there with uh, seven entered all Look like they have some kind of shot. Six Emerald Down Stakes winners in that race, including I'm a Happy Cat, who won stakes in uh, both 2018 and 2019 in our season debut at Emerald Downs. I'm a Happy Cat. Uh, yeah, we remember that Hastings last year, Vince. Uh, 21 and 2 to the quarter, 43 and 3 to the half. And she popped out of that gate pretty well that day. About as fast as you'll ever see a thoroughbred leave a gate. I, you know, you looked up and wow, she was out by two against some pretty good horses really fast. Uh, I think her work the other day was listed as, was it 57 and two for five furlongs. So obviously she's ready. She's a neat horse, Joe. She's mm. performed well on synthetic at Golden Gate. She's, right. run, she's run okay on turf and on dirt. When you see that, you're just a 100% racehorse. That's it. Stakes placed on grass, four wins on the Golden Gate main track, and, of course, the two stakes wins at Emerald Downs. And she but, headlines a heck of a few. Yeah, that's it. It's not going to be easy. You know, she's 5-2 to two on the line for, you know, for all her accomplishments. You know, 5-2 to two is not prohibitive. There's there's some, you know, Frank Lucarelli, we had him on a couple of weeks ago, and he mentioned, you know, his two, uh, Patty Secret and uh, Killarney Lass, and they're both in there. And, that's right. Uh, you know, don't kiss and tell. Um, diamonds are a little less talk. It's really a deep field. A little less talk as our state champion, three-year-old filly of 2019. Seven starts at this meeting, three wins, three seconds. And, you know, when she was unplaced, she got the respect of all horsemen in that Irish day, breaking from an outside-type post and had a super-wide trick and made a trip and made about two, two moves that race. Yeah, and she's another one you just can't uh, help but admire. Remember the the race where you, you're talking about where hmm. she kind of tipped her hand to something pretty darn good that day. And, uh, you know, if she's six to one on the line, that tells you it's a pretty, pretty deep field. She was awesome last year, sprinting or routing for Rodina Barrett. So, uh, Emerald Downs with a couple really great feature type races this week, Wednesday, Thursday, we're open for full card simulcasting and dining on the fifth floor Wednesday through Sunday. If you want to wager on Monday or Tuesday, you can go up to the Muckleshoot Casino if you're in the area. If you're over in Spokane listening, you can go to the Northern Quest Casino. And uh, there's some big races this weekend, too, when we won't be racing live. Yeah, there's... Delmar now underway, and on Saturday, they have the San Diego Handicap. That's been a familiar race to racing fans in the Northwest for many years, since so many horses to the Long Acres Mile. Maximum Security uh, makes his first start for Bob Baffert in that one. And uh, at uh, Monmouth on Saturday, they got the million-dollar Haskell. So uh, Saratoga opens Thursday uh, with a couple stakes races. So we're right into the teeth of the real summer racing season now. Yeah, great racing this weekend. Again, fifth floor, open at Emerald Downs. Just get your temperature taken when you come in. Get your mask on. And uh, uh, we've seen some good crowds up there to enjoy dining and simulcasting on floor five. So we are ready for week number four at Emerald Downs. Uh, The Emerald Racing Club, which Vince manages, as well as doing the morning line, 
Uh, so Vince, uh, Vince gets his hours in, boy, when the live meet starts. Uh, how, the club has a new horse, Emerald Downs, this week. We do. Uh, How's My Hero runs in race eight tomorrow, which is a 15,000 claimer, non-winners of three lifetime at, uh, for three-year-olds and up. You know, uh, one of the things you learn as an owner is you don't always get exactly the race you want sometimes. So I think uh, Sharon Ross might have preferred uh, 8,000 on three, but those don't fill. So in we went into the 15. So uh, be a tough assignment, but, you know, he's doing good. So we'll see. Find out where he fits. You know, he's got some kind of a chance in there that looks like a pretty competitive race. Yeah, you know, there's a lot of question marks in that race of horses with layoffs or maybe have struggled a bit recently. Uh, Missed the Boat is coming off a win for Dan Markle. Mm-hmm. And so he's going to be one of the favorites. But I, your horse there, uh, five out of seven in the money on dirt tracks uh, around the California area. And again, it's a non-winners of three. They're all in the same boat that way. Right. So good luck to the club. Another. And uh, Juan Gutierrez uh, is nearing a milestone, a nice one. He is. He's up to 1,997 career wins. And Joe, you know, guys like us, we've been around racing for a while. Any jock who wins 2,000 career races, that's a wonderful achievement. That's hard to do. And especially Juan, you know, he's got a lot of years there where he only rides kind of half the year. He kind of only goes at Emerald Downs. So that's quite a feather in his cap and he's going to probably you know have a great chance to do it this week certainly not this week then the following week he's just riding great at age uh 50 right now 50 okay yeah Yeah. juan Gutierrez, part of the washington thoroughbred hall of fame and heading into a milestone very shortly so emerald downs racing we are getting ready for this week and uh let's see uh, oh okay just a couple things from last week lawan ran the fastest six furlongs and wind ribbon ran the fastest five and a half you can get all that great information at emeralddowns.com on your news and notes which comes out on every tuesday uh morning the latest ones are up today yeah wind ribbon you know those who follow buyer speed figures he got an 85 which is tremendous especially for uh that class level yeah. Lawan ran those six furlongs. I think he got a 77. And, uh, you know, Lawan has, has been a heck of a horse here the last couple of years, Joe. And uh, that race first out this year, he, things kind of didn't work out for him. Boy, did he uh, put on a powerful show yes. last weekend. I w- you know, that was a race with a lot of speed, and he just took control of that race. That was highly impressive. You know, I just... Uh in handicapping that race, he'd lost actually a few in a row, more than he normally does. And he, of course, you could throw out his race before because of all the trouble right at the start, after the start. Uh, but as you mentioned, there was so much speed in there. I just thought, well, he's going to maybe get cooked up front and might just not be another victory for him. But he yeah. proved everybody different that was a negative in his uh, corner. Okay, well, Horse Racing Northwest, thanks for listening. We've got much more to come. And uh, one of the all-time... Uh, top individuals in the history of Washington thoroughbred racing joining us as our guest and we're going to come right back with one Ron Crockett Have you heard about the new handicapping and betting app that is sweeping the nation? It's called First Bet, and it puts the power of AI-assisted handicapping, seamless wagering, and live HD video in the palm of your hand. Thousands of bettors have already made First Bet their way to handicap, bet, and watch more than 300 of the world's top tracks. Isn't it time for you to join them? And when you give First Bet a try today, you can cash in on a huge welcome bonus. Sign up with promo code SPORTOFKINGS, all one word, and you will get $10 just for joining, as well as a 10% rebate, up to $500 for your first 
almost 30 days. With that much free cash on the line, what do you have to lose? Get started at first.com slash bet. That's number one, st.com slash bet. And don't forget promo code SPORTOFKINGS when you sign up. And if you already have an ExpressBet account, you're way ahead of the game. Simply log into FirstBet using your username and password, and you're off to the races. Up to 18 years or older and 21 years old in certain states to open an account with FirstBet and reside in the state where such activity is legal, void to prohibit national gambling support line 800-522-4700. Horse Racing Northwest continues, and a special guest uh, joining us. It's a different year, 2020, and uh, on top of everything has been this individual who is, uh, well, so impacting. I looked up this term, Vince, captain of industry. I've used it before various times, but I looked up a definition, and it started in the late 1800s, and it was for individuals who increased productivity, they had expansion of markets, they provided jobs, and they had acts of philanthropy. And this gentleman certainly applies to all of that, uh, building up a great business and being uh, the MVP of Thoroughbred Racing in Washington for almost 30 years. Uh, some some data on Ron Crockett here at Emerald Downs, Vince. Well, yeah, and this would just be strictly on what he did racing-wise. And yeah. certainly the other stuff you're talking about is uh, is even probably more important than that, uh, just for the, the state. Um, but just at Emerald Downs, and of course, on a national level, he had horses like Harvard Avenue and Vaudeville who just, you know, raced against the best. Mm-hmm. On a local level, he's number one in earnings at Emerald Downs uh, with over four million. Number one in wins by by a good margin with two sixty. Number three in stakes wins with eighteen. You could go to two thousand seven where he finished first and second in the Long Acres mm-hmm. Mile with the Great Face and raised the bluff. Great Face Horse of the Meat, Washington Horse of the Year. On and on we go, but uh, you get the idea. He kind of owns the record book. Uh, of owners at Emerald Downs. Well, his commitment uh, got the whole project going, and uh, he continues with uh, a huge part of our day-to-day activities. Ron, welcome. Thanks so much for joining us. Well, thanks for all the kind words, guys. Yeah, it's been uh, a tremendous commitment to Washington industry, uh, all your trips to Olympia. There's so many things behind the scenes that you've done. And since the muckle shoots took over, um, you have been uh, on as a consultant. And uh, let's face it, you're a familiar face down here, fully involved, wouldn't you say? Yeah, I, I enjoy it. As a matter of fact, Joe, it's kind of hard to leave, to tell you the truth. Well, you know, as a breeder, you've stand, you've stood stallions. Of course, you're a very active owner still, and you participate at the WTBOA sale every year. It's just a complete involvement uh, in Emerald Downs and Washington Thoroughbred Racing. And uh, this year, of course, we started, <laughs> it's a lot different season. And I think a lot of horsemen were a little frustrated. Uh, they're training every morning, February, March, into April, when things really got shut down in March. And, uh, uh, you know, I heard so many times, what's different than training in the morning than racing without fans? Why can't we race April 18th as scheduled? But there was a lot more to it than that, wasn't there? Yeah, it got quite involved. Uh, looking backwards, it's, it's, it's pretty interesting to, to study the whole situation. But, and realizing by the time our meet is over, horses will have been there for nine months, which is a fairly interesting situation. Um, what really happened, and I know there was a lot of owners and, and, and backstretch people that were frustrated at the situation, but 
nominally, if you take the entire state with the virus situation, they they broke it down into phases, you know, phase one, two, three, and four. And um, prior to that, actually, the reason that the horses were able to remain there was because of the agricultural aspect. Mm. All of a sudden, you know, where do 550 horses go if they say, you know, it's over today? And some, and so they were. The government was very, very kind to allow that to happen to, to keep all the animals there. During this entire thing, though, I want to give a special shout out to Doug Moore. Uh, with the Racing Commission. He was very, 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 very involved every day on this and did a fine job. But anyway, what really happened, we were, for whatever reason, right or wrong, put into Phase 3. And at that date, we had picked, I think, the 21st or 22nd of June for an opening, and the governor had said each of these phases are three weeks long. Well, turned out that if, you know, if it was exactly three weeks, it would have been three weeks, and then one day we could open. And obviously, as these things started to slip, we began to have a, really a situation that was very troublesome on how long it would go on. But fortunately, working with the governor's uh, policy people, we were able to be put back into phase two, which alleviated the, the three-week, three-week, three-week situation. So that's really how it all, all came about. And... Uh, we're you know able to just get racing again for two days, and now obviously we'll wait for phase four, so to speak, if if that's still germane on when there can be fans, and I think it'll key off of baseball and other sports too. So it's still quite frankly up in the air, but it was a it was a day to day task, uh, a big helping situation honestly, where other trucks across the nation opening uh, without fans. Uh, which really, so every time one of those happened, we would send that down to the governor's office that, you know, Sanity is open and Gulf Streams open and Oak Lawn, and as they, you know, one at a time came came down the line. One thing especially uh, that we've done quite well, because I just was reading Santa Anita's numbers, I think they have 38 people tested uh, on the property and at the with that are uh, positive and currently we have zero so yeah the, the stable area has done a wonderful job we take temperatures in the morning and if uh and if, if we had an outbreak like we did at santa anita it would be a situation that uh, that wouldn't be great so ev- everyone has done their part i know there were frustrations along the way but people have been absolutely great these owners have hung in the entire time uh, so I, I, I commend everyone involved in this industry on being patient, even there were some days when people weren't patient, but we understood. Very good. Ron, you're, a, you're obviously a, a big numbers guy. Have you been gratified with the, with the handle through the first six days of the meet? Well, this is a real interesting situation, and I, I, I'm, I'm trying to dissect it. And I don't know if I can really get all of the numbers, but nominally speaking, we had what we had prior to this. We had selling outside the state, uh, and the satellites that we had, and then you know live on live at, at the grandstand. And I don't know the number of people that had uh, internet wagering, either the Express Bet or TVG or those. I'm, you know, I'm not sure mm-hmm. the number of people that had those. But obviously, when people are relegated to be home, that increased. And that increased sizably, and so it's uh, it's an interesting phenomenon. Uh, we'll be able to pr- provide 4.1 or 4.2 million in purses over a, like a 40-day meet, b- 
based on the wagering that's coming in, which was quite frankly unexpected. Mm. And uh, it, it's an interesting phenomenon on on uh, how that grew. And I can picture it: people being home uh, and and you know getting accounts and, and using the internet to to wager on the horses, then watching it on the either the iPad or the screen or or TV. So. It's been an inter- interesting change. <laughs> it's actually, quite frankly, working right now to support four million in purses over forty days. Yeah, well, that that is fantastic news. And as Vince said, you are on top of the figures. I learned quickly back in '96, after about two weeks of our first meeting, Ron could predict the total handle within about two percent every day after the first or second race. So uh, sharp on that regard. Um, so uh, Phil Ziegler, our president, Jack Hodge, our vice president, they were here during the, you know, the front side shutdown in which the grandstand building was closed for uh, almost all of March, all of April, May, and then into June. So uh, you were in close contact. In fact, I remember talking to Phil after about six weeks. He saw oh, I talked to Ron every day. He is on top of this. You mentioned Doug Moore and, and you guys uh, did your best to keep Olympia updated on any positive news or any inroads for the racing industry? Well, you know, it's, it's, it's interesting just to talk about Olympia a bit and for whatever meaning this is. Prior to uh, building Emerald, the only time that I had really been to Olympia was a tour in junior high, and hmm. so I had never really been, quite frankly, involved in politics, but when we uh, went on to build this facility, which you'll recall in those days, it was quite political. Uh, mm. I, I got involved and actually, qu- quite frankly, enjoyed working with both sides of the aisle. And I remember at the time we, we sold to the, the tribe, I went back and we had we initiated 16 different bills over the years and, and were successful in all 16. Wow. So... Uh, the the Olympia really does like the industry. Uh, I was talking, matter of fact, with the governor recently, and he said we really wanted Emerald to uh, to survive, and uh, and that's why we want you know they worked to put us back into phase two. Because honestly, I tell you, if we had zero racing this year, I was a bit feared. Hmm. I was a feared on breeding owners getting discouraged. Uh, you have to you know have to have some income to keep it going. So. It was really important that we were successful this time in Olympia. And what you do down there, it's just an information situation where you just keep informing them day after day of the progress and what's happening and what we can do and, and you know, coming up with the protocols. We use the national HPPA protocol as, uh, as examples of what we do, wearing masks and, you know, keep social distancing and taking temperatures. And by and large, people have done really really a nice job uh living up to the to, to the rules that we have and you can tell by you know having no positives that's great yeah that is so key as you mentioned a uh, little trouble just recently in southern cal but uh, we have been able to avoid it with the rules put in uh, owners couldn't come in and watch training until very close to the start of the meeting on june 24th but uh, uh yourself and doug moore and phil and jack uh picked out that target date uh, fairly early on, and you guys were right on following uh, the state protocols, so a horseman could prepare for that as well. And, and we're off and running, and we have stakes races in a few weeks, so uh, 
uh, I guess we're going about as good as we could be, Ron, for 2020. I, I think so. As a matter of fact, in, in retrospect, based on where we sat kind of at the start of April until where we are today, it, it's it's light years of improvement. Mm-hmm. And so uh, to everyone involved, I say congratulations to those owners that hung in, to the people working in the stable area, to the trainers, uh, to to the all the employees that we, we needed to pull it off, and those folks that uh, normally come to the satellite uh, uh, locate uh, to the Emerald and, and bet on the satellite races. Uh, you know they're 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 back again also, oh. and the satellites have opened and are doing quite well uh, along with it. So everyone has done their their part in spades, and so I uh, I, I thank everyone involved. That is great. Uh, thanks for the info, and again your contributions this year and in so many years, Ron. Well, thank, thank you guys for the time today. Thanks, Ron. Thanks, Ron. Ron Crockett, we'll be seeing him at the track and uh, always root for Ron's horses as well uh, with his commitment. And uh, he is uh, fully involved. We'll be back in just a moment with uh, some selections. A look at this week, our trivia answer, new question, more to come. Yeah. Horse Racing Northwest. Muckleshoot Casino welcomes you back with safety as our top priority. Muckleshoot Casino is your destination for more than 3,000 gaming machines. Use your player's club card to earn points for free play, meals, or cash back, and feast on a variety of delectable dining options. Muckleshoot Casino, the biggest and best in the Northwest. Visit us online to learn more about our safety measures. Horse Racing Northwest, thanks so much to Ron Crockett for joining us. Vince, uh, yeah, the meet is going very well with uh, the field size, race total races, weather, stakes races schedule. In fact, the stakes race schedule has been uh, modified just a little bit. Uh, why don't you go over that? It has, and it'll continue to be modified as it becomes apparent we won't be going into phase four. So... Actually, two weeks from Thursday, we'll begin the stake schedule with the two-year-olds. We got the Angie C for Phillies and the King County Express for Colts and Geldings. Those are both now listed at uh, 40000 at five and a half furlongs. Then on Thursday, August 6th, we begin uh, with the three-year-old program, the Coca-Cola Stakes for Phillies and the Seattle Slough Stakes for Colts and Geldings. Those are both 40000 at six and a half furlongs. And as we mentioned earlier on Thursday, August 13th, the Mount Rainier for the older males and the Boeing for fillies and mares, those will both be six and a half and forty thousand on Thursday, August thirteenth. Great, that's exciting news. Okay, again, twenty-one races this week at Emerald Downs, um, and let's go over some selections for this week. As we talked about Barkley back in action, truly one of the track's all-time great horses, a Long Acres Mile winner. He is, and he's uh, not only just a great horse, but he's kind of a charismatic, yeah. you know, he's unique-looking individual with a big white face, kind of blocky. And I think Howard Bellworks, he had a pretty good analogy. He said, watching him at the eighth pole was like watching a fullback get the handoff at the 10-yard line, because he just comes bowling up through there and... Uh, Knows what his job is. He's talented and game, and that's a great combination in thoroughbred racing. Okay, Vince does the morning line, of course, and Barkley, uh, not a speed-laden field for him to do his stalking closing style in, but, boy, 
uh, his works and his class. Uh, he's going to be tough to deny in there, I would think. Yeah, he's six to five, you know, yeah. might go a little lower than that, you know. And a couple interesting, Rally Cat Joe was getting pretty good as a three-year-old last year. And, you know, that big, if he takes another big improvement from three to four years old, he could be a handful this year. And he's in good hands with Blaine Wright. So he's an interesting horse. And then Grinder Sparks a glow. You know, I know he's a cut below Barkley and the likes here, but not a lot. And he ran pretty darn well in his season debut, I thought. He took all the heat, and he is just one tough old nine-year-old. He kept going right to the wire. So if he moves forward off that race... With not a lot of speed in the race, he could prove tough, too. Hey, pace can make the race, and if uh, Brander Sparks Glow somehow can control that pace, whatever uh, improvement he might have off that June 25th seasonal debut, he could certainly be tough. And you mentioned Rally Cat has sprinted six times, has four wins in a second, so he can really ramble, too, in sprints. Four-year-old trained by Blaine Wright. Uh, so, uh, last week, uh, I don't have too good stuff to report, uh, myself. Uh, you had hard to deny as your top pick on Thursday, who did get bet down to strong favoritism, but he won by eight lengths for Chris Densley, and you basically, uh, gave out a cold exacta there, so good work there on Thursday. Uh, who do you like, uh, Wednesday's card, starting at 2.15? Wednesday's card, yeah, I, I... I, let's see, what race number is Smoothie Lee in? I think that is race Seventh number two, could it be? Yeah, no, race number three, I'm sorry. That uh, was close. He was four for eight here <laughs> last year, Joe, and in his, I know his uh, first running line of the year isn't pretty, but he kind of gave out early in that one, and I'm kind of hoping he's kind of racing his way into shape, and I think he could improve a bit at six to one. And I respect Das Bear a lot, who's in there, and uh, ran huge and is, I think, 7 for 11 or 6 for 11 at Emerald Downs. But a smoothie lead can come out of the gate and can lay it just off the pace. Uh, I think Gary Wells is riding back. I think it's got a little chance at a price. He's got to do better than he did on June yeah. 24th. I picked him that day, and it just really came up empty, surprisingly, because he has fired fresh before. Uh, he ended last season on a super high note. He can sprint. He can stalk. He's shown speed to, to press the pace and hang in there. He's had a really good career, and Vince Gibson has him second off the layoff. Uh, I put him in the money. I didn't put him on top, but you could certainly be right. And, yeah, you mentioned Das Bear. Why, wow, that horse is just playing fast, okay? He is in that third race as well. I went to the fifth race, and... Uh, this is a, no, I went to the sixth race. I'm getting my races mixed up We here. both are. <laughs> sixth race on Wednesday is a maiden claimer for 15,000 down to 12.5, three-year-old fillies. And four score, second off the bench for Tom Wenzel. Uh, she tried two maiden special weight races as a juvenile filly, was unplaced in both of those, uh, had the one hole once, finished fourth. But her seasonal debut, I think, might have been a little better than look. She had the outside post on July 2nd, 7th, July 2nd, okay. And Known Value ended up winning that thing big. Known Value was kind of in a three-horse duel and then just pulled away going into the turn, one by five. Four score, maybe compromised a little by a bit of a wide trip. And uh, the inside, of course, was pretty strong. And she just missed second, really, uh, behind She's Just 
in time who's going to be in this race as well. So I'm looking for four score to run better second off the bench. You've got her 12 to one morning line. She's never been placed in three starts. So I can see the morning line on there, but I can see improvement as well. So I'm going to take her in race number six on Wednesday. And again, we have Barkley to look forward to in the second and a really nice uh, ninth race as well. Let's, let's flip it over to Thursday at Emerald Downs and 11 races on Thursday. Five o'clock post, 11 races. Mm-hmm. You will be here a while on Thursday, Joe, but yep. it is a good card. Yeah, you bet. And uh, some just uh, up and down, a lot of returning horses from the meet. This will be in our fourth week. Uh, I'll go first this time on Thursday. And uh, let's see here. I didn't make a star, but I picked the eighth race. And I'm going to give Papa's Golden Boy a chance to steal this one, Vince. Uh, Frolic and Detour. This is a, uh, by the way, this is an allowance for three and up. Um, It's basically a non-winners for two under conditions, however. And Papa's Golden Boy just broke his maiden first out. And he was getting caught by Tig in that race. It was a maiden 25,000. But, you know, those were the fastest fractions those day, that day. It was June 25th. He went 21-1, and 44-1. He was faster than Doss Bear. He was fought faster than the feature race to the quarter and the half. He's just an improving horse for Vince Gibson. His first start this year, a win. And Frolic and Detour was really impressive on July 1st. Unmatchable, uh, one of our outstanding two-year-olds from last year returns. He was a runner. And should be uh, very effective. Muncie, second to Elliott Bay. My grandpa had an outside post. He should improve, but all those horses like to stock or close. I'm looking for Papa's golden boy. Gary Wales is back aboard. Maybe he can dole out the speed a little bit better uh, going six furlongs, and the horse has a race under his belt. He's an improver. Maybe able to steal it up front. I like your angle a lot, Joe. That is a good race, too, on Thursday. You mentioned three of them in there that were all stakes winners here last year, Joe. Unmatchable, Muncie, and My Grandpa. Mm -hmm. Uh, Unmatchable, interesting horse in that uh, he's finished first, second, and third in three starts and is a stone closer. He is. He gets gets behind early, so he's running for the first time since a stake. The Lost in the Fog at Turf Paradise. By the way, the winner of that Lost in the Fog, Arizona Jeremy, He's a multiple stakes winner. He ran third to Rowdy Yates in the Riley Allison Futurity at Sunland. Rowdy Yates has made uh, 338000 So that was a decent horse that Unmatchable was third to in the Lost in the Fog. He's fresh for Jack McCartney, Javier Matias, and uh, yeah, my grandpa certainly could go better. Muncie outran my grandpa on July 2nd. But as you mentioned, uh, we could get a pretty, I could get a pretty fair pace scenario with the Vince Gibson trainee, Papa's Golden Boy, eighth race at Emerald Downs. Where are you going in on Thursday? I'm going to race four, which is a maiden special weight at six furlongs for uh, Phillies and Mares three and up. And this is the kind of play you and I, Joe, both traditionally like, Cascade Dancer. Mm-hmm. Uh, second time starter that had the rail in her debut. Yep. And you can see was off slow and was wide on the turn. Uh, this one's younger sister, La Una, won a two-year-old race here last week, uh, the Damn Muchas Coronas. Kay Cooper actually has a couple in here that look pretty interesting, Cascade Dancer and also Suddenly Willing, who's nicely bred by Nationhood out of Sudden Departure. But I think Cascade Dancer moving off the rail with a little bit of race experience certainly is 
looked the part in the morning on the work tab, uh, could move forward. So Cascade Dancer, I think, was either six or eight to one on the line. Um, I think has a has a shot to be uh, in contention in race four on Thursday. Very good. Yeah, three-year-old filly by Nationhood out of Muchas Coronas, the uh, uh, outstanding Washington female family there, and getting off the one-hole second career start. A work, uh, uh, she doesn't have a work back, but she was training very well coming into this. Figueroa back up. That is a good price play. Race number four of 11 on Thursday at Emerald Downs. Wednesday, 2.15, Thursday at 5. Trivia last week. The question was, uh, who has won the most Washington Horse of the Year titles? Vince? That would be uh, Striker PhD. That's right. He's the only Washington horse with three titles. He, of course, won the mile in 14 and 15. He didn't win the mile in 16, but he did win a graded stakes race, the only Washington graded stakes winner that year. So that gave him a third Washington Horse of the Year title. There's several with two, including Noosa Beach and I believe Chinook Pass. You know, Trooper 7 didn't win two. Uh, that was the year that uh, Snowplow won a couple grade ones that stole his uh, Horse of the Year title. Snowplow, we learned a lot last year, went into the Washington Racing Hall of Fame. Uh, that one was a great story, too. Oh, yeah. Really good story. So this week's question, and send your answers to trivia at emeralddowns.com. And once we get fans able to come out to the track, we'll uh, we'll up the ante a little bit on a prize. We've got a, a ball cap for you right now. Send your answers to trivia at emeralddowns.com. So this week's question, uh, you mentioned 2007 Ron Crockett with that 1-2 finish in the mile. The Great Face set a Washington state record for earnings at a single meeting, over $292,000 in 2007, winning that dramatic mile. But which horse has the Washington bred record for single-season earnings? Which Washington bred has won the most money in a calendar year all time? Trivia at emeralddowns.com. So that's a horse racing Northwest. Hope you enjoyed it. Thanks so much to Ron Crockett for joining us. And always great to hear from Ron. Boy, he is just ready to go on any topic. And uh, next week we'll have Mike Pegram as our guest. And he's got some interesting racing history as well. Thanks for listening. On to racing at Emerald Downs Horse Racing Northwest.